It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Every day. Every day. All right, guys, we welcome you aboard. It is episode number 204 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Hope everybody had a great weekend. And there's lots of stuff to talk about, as always. So we'll get to it as quickly as we can. So uh, as you know, the continuing saga of will Josh Rosen get traded by the Arizona Cardinals? And will Josh Rosen land with the Washington Redskins continued full throttle? This weekend, and I don't expect it to continue or to stop anytime soon, I should say. Um, So there's all sorts of speculation. First, J.P. Finley of NBC Sports Washington over the weekend said that the Redskins are basically the front runner. This on the heels of what Chris Mortensen reported a couple of days ago, what Chris Cooley had kind of mentioned on his podcast, uh, what I had mentioned here earlier last week on one of the episodes, I'm not sure which one, uh, that the Redskins made their intentions clear at the owners' meetings, that they were in on Josh Rosen. Um, and now there is all sorts of speculation. There's all sorts of fuel. There's all sorts of buzz that the Redskins could be closing in on Josh Rosen, that they are the leading team, uh, and that they are prepared to go through with this deal. Well, a couple of things are at play here. Number one, it makes no sense right now, today, two and a half weeks before the draft, for Arizona to trade Josh Rosen. It gives it away what you're going to do with the number one overall pick. We've been saying this for a month and a half, and I don't understand why anybody won't, I guess, get that. Why would you trade? Why would you trade the quarterback that you took with the number 10 overall pick last year that you traded your 15th overall pick and a third and a fifth? Why would you trade that guy two and a half weeks before you have to? You don't have to trade them today. Now, maybe, maybe a team sweetens the pot so much so that you say, I I can't wait. I'm going to do it anyway. I've made up my mind. I'm drafting Kyler Murray. I'm going in a different direction. Why wait? Yeah. If that's because a team sweetens the pot. I.e., for instance, if the Redskins say, okay, we're so desperate, we're so confident in our ability to tell you we know everything and we have all the answers, we're going to give you a number 15 overall pick, our first-round pick, and just for good measure to sweeten the pot so we make sure that we get our quarterback of the future because we know what we're doing, we're going to give you a third-round pick too because we have two of those. I mean, if the Redskins did that, then, yeah, I would make the trade today, especially if I've already decided that Kyler Murray is going to be my quarterback. Now, if I haven't made a decision that Kyler Murray is going to be my quarterback and then I'm taking Kyler Murray with the number one overall pick, then you don't make the trade no matter what the offer is. You have to have that decision first. Once you have that decision, then you make the trade if a trade offer is too irresistible to pass up, meaning if the Redskins say 
were to be so desperate for Josh Rosen that, again, they offered the number 15 overall pick and, say, one of their two third-round picks. And the Giants, who are supposedly lukewarm on Dwayne Haskins and have two first-round picks, number 6 and number 17, the Giants aren't willing to offer a first-round pick. Say they are only willing to offer a second-round pick. And the Redskins are clearly a first and a third. And the Patriots, who could be looking at the future replacement for Tom Brady, are only offering the number 32 overall pick. And the Los Angeles Chargers, who could be looking for a long-term replacement for Phillip Rivers, are only offering the whatever pick they are at the end of the first round, 28, 29, whatever it is. Well, then, of course, if you have supposedly the final offers from the four teams and the four contenders, and the Redskins is clearly better and clearly the more attractive package, and you've made the decision already, then, yes, you make the deal. But that would require the Redskins to act in a sense of desperation. That would require the Arizona Cardinals to have already made the decision which I can't say that they haven't, but I would say it's probably silly that they have. The silly might be strong. It's probably, it's hard for me to fathom that they are so sure about Kyler Murray and so unsure about Josh Rosen. See, that's the thing here. It's not that you're so sure about Kyler Murray. I mean, I think everybody reasonably thinks Kyler Murray, despite being 5'9 and and 190 pounds, is going to be a I mean, he's going to be fun to watch. He's going to be a guy who can throw the rock all over the place. He's going to be a dude. But you have to be not only sold on Kyler Murray, you have to also be sold that he's that much better than Josh Rosen. That a guy you spent a first-round pick for, a third-round pick for, and a fifth-round pick for, and then invested a year into, is so totally not your guy or that Kyler Murray is so much better than Josh Rosen that you make that trade. And I don't know how you do that because Kyler Murray's never played a game in the NFL. Kyler Murray played in the Big 12 largely against defenses that are nowhere near as good as NFL defenses. And on top of that, if you're Arizona and you're making the decision that Kyler Murray is so much better than Josh Rosen, what are you doing? You look around and you say, Steve Kime, our general manager, he's let that team get old, no offensive line, mismanaged the quarterback position with Sam Bradford and others. On top of that, hired Steve Wilkes, fired him less than a year later. Then, on top of that, drafted Josh Rosen by moving up for him and then got rid of him a year later. And you can say, well, it's all because Cliff Kingsbury wants the quarterback that he wants. Fine. Great. But Steve Kime's still the general manager. He's still in charge. He's the one that hired Cliff Kingsbury. He's got to be sold. He's got to be convinced that not only was he wrong on Wilkes, and not only did he screw up the Josh Rosen selection, but that Kyler Murray is so much better than Josh Rosen or Kyler Murray and a first-round pick, or Kyler Murray and a second-round pick this year, 
and maybe a second next year is better than Josh Rosen. He's got to be right on that. And, of course, we'll never know if he's going to be right. Uh, Arizona Cardinal ownership has continued to empower him. He had an off-field incident that was not good. And clearly, the on-field product has been a sordid mess the last two years. It's a bad sign to me if the Arizona Cardinals are giving up on Josh Rosen this quickly, quite honestly. And for that reason, I've kind of thought, okay, they might not do it. They might look around and say, you know what? Sure, we'd like Kyler Murray, but we have too many other holes, too many other needs. We we have a desperate need on, on the offensive line to improve that, to finally fix that. And will they? I don't know. I doubt it. Because most teams, most NFL organizations believe in one philosophy, and that is, you know what? If we get the quarterback, and if we're right, everything else is going to be fine. And they're always wrong. They're always wrong. It takes a lot more than being right on the quarterback. Because you can be right on the quarterback and woefully wrong in other areas, and it comes back to haunt you. And it comes back to kill you. And it comes back to stunt the growth of the quarterback. I don't know. To me, the Redskins should be in on Josh Rosen, as we've said all along. The Redskins should not pay first-round pick number 15 overall, as we've said all along. I could live with a second-round pick number 46 overall. I could live with that. I could live with a second-round pick this year, and maybe if we're talking a fifth-round pick, I could live with that. I could live with that. For a cheap, controllable quarterback that was the number 10 overall pick last year that's got good size, mobility, strong arm, I could live with that. The problem that I can't live with is the number 15 overall pick, and God forbid even more, because the Redskins say, no, you know what, we're so desperate for a quarterback, and of course we can't have one that costs any money, that we have no choice but to surrender the 15th overall pick, a pick that can very much help you. Again, I'm sure they don't want to, but the question is, is not want, but will they? Again, there's all sorts of reports out there that they are the leading contender, from J.P. Finley to others. I will also add this, that Daniel Jeremiah of NFL Network, who I have you know, tremendous amount of respect for, he is now their lead draft analyst, now that Mike Mayock is running the Oakland Raiders, he said, quote, if the Cardinals trade Josh Rosen to the Redskins, they should ask the Redskins to throw in Case Keenum. He'd be the perfect mentor for Kyler Murray. Played in the same system, has a relationship with Cliff Kingsbury, they have the same agent, so on and so forth. And quite honestly, that makes some sense. But again, I'm not giving up a first-round pick in Case Keenum. I might even say, you know what, I'm not giving up a second-round pick and Case Keenum. Now, if we want to talk again, one of my two-thirds and Case Keenum, I might be willing to do that for Josh Rosen. But here's the other thing. In order to do that, and Arizona should be willing to do this, they would have to take on and inherit under the cap uh, Case Keenum's $3.5 million cap charge that the Redskins inherited as part of the trade with the Denver Broncos. I believe they can transfer that, being that it's just a one-year deal. 
because the Broncos paid three and a half million of the seven million that was guaranteed. The Redskins are paying three and a half million. So the Broncos were able to transfer it in the final year of a deal. I can't imagine that the Redskins aren't able to, but I don't know for sure that they are able to or not. But if you want to talk about trading Case Keenum as part of the mix, I mean, again, I don't know if he would want that because if they're drafting Kyler Murray, which they would absolutely do if they're trading Josh Rosen, and you're Case Keenum, you're like, wait a second, I went from Denver where I had no chance of being the starter unless Joe Flacco was injured, to Washington where at least I had a chance, to Arizona where realistically I don't have much of a chance. Now, again, the only thing that I guess would stand out about that is if he's so enamored with Cliff Kingsbury that he's willing to do that. And maybe if he does that, maybe he's kind of looking at his future and saying, hmm, you know, I I can be a coach here. This could be my next career. I mean, clearly that is part of the evolution, right? So that makes some sense for sure. But again, the Redskins cannot afford $3.5 million worth of dead cap money and more dead cap money invested in the quarterback position with no return. They just can't. They just can't. Cannot afford it. Cannot afford to trade the number 15 overall pick. Cannot afford to take on $3.5 more million worth of dead cap money. Cannot do it. All right, when we come back here on the Locked On Redskins podcast, we'll tell you who's visiting Redskins Park this week. Two quarterbacks that we know of, plus an offensive lineman. The update on that next. When you get in your car, make sure you tell your smart speaker device to play podcast Locked On Redskins. Play podcast Locked On Redskins. Back in a flash on the Locked On Redskins podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, we welcome you back. It is the Locked On Redskins podcast. I am Chris Russell. This is episode number 204. Good to have you with us, uh, and I hope you had a good weekend. All right, so let's get to it. The Redskins are going to visit with Daniel Jones of Duke, the quarterback, uh, and as well Will Greer of West Virginia. Now, over the last week and a half and the last episode that we had, episode number 203, we went into Daniel Jones, uh, and we broke him down, so we're not going to spend a whole lot of time uh, on that. Again, the Redskins doing due diligence. I have no doubt that they're interested. I think it would be a mistake at number 15 if you could get better value and he drops down in the first round and you trade up or trade down. I think that is a more logical solution. I'm not taking Daniel Jones at number 15. Sorry. Just not doing it. Now, Will Greer, we already previously talked about him about a week and a half ago. Jay Gruden had sushi dinner with him in Morgantown before his pro day after going to see Dwayne Haskins. And he's going to visit Redskins Park as well. Also, offensive lineman Dalton Risner is going to visit Redskins Park as well. Now, uh, I thought Dalton Risner, quite honestly, was a guard. And 
he can play guard, I think, and be a guard slash center, but he's listed as a center, right? Um, he Again, he has a skill set that I think allows him to play center, guard, and, and maybe even outside attack. I don't want to go too far in that regard, but he's listed as a center. He started 13 games as a center at Kansas State in 2015, and then he moved to right tackle for the final 37 career starts at Kansas State. I think most people project him to be a guard. At 6'4 and a half, 308 pounds, Risner, again, 13 games at center in college, and then 37 starts at tackle. So, at right tackle, which again tells me there's no doubt he can kick inside the guard. If he's that versatile that he can go from center to right tackle, he absolutely can play at right guard. So, the the versatility makes all the sense in the world. Let me give you some numbers uh, on him, and besides the positional flexibility that we just talked about, athleticism, leadership, and intelligence, of course, you have to be smart, you have to be athletic to be able to play center, and then to be able to play right tackle, no doubt about it. Um, according to SIS's rookie handbook, they say pass protection footwork uh, is a little bit of a weakness in terms of his positional factors against scale of 1 to 9, run blocking a 7, pass block a 6, getting to the second level a 7, awareness and instincts a 7, hand use a 6, range a 7, uh, sustain and finish a 7, power a 6, flexibility a 6, and ruggedness and toughness a 7. Dalton Risner looks like a redskin. The versatility, the multi-positional ability. Remember, they haven't brought back Tony Bergstrom yet. They have a massive question mark at left guard. They're going to try Eric Flowers, a career tackle, inside a guard. They don't know at this point if they're going to be able to get a long-term deal with Brandon Sheriff Dunn. So maybe they go into this year with leverage, thinking that they potentially have Brandon Sheriff's replacement. Maybe Risner's so good that he can battle Eric Flowers for the left guard spot in training camp if the Redskins were to take him in the OTAs and eventually slip on over to right guard if they let Brandon Sheriff go, who, again, is going into the fifth year of his career, and they've got to make a fifth-year option decision. Uh, you know, or actually, I'm sorry, they, they already enacted the fifth-year option. My bad. I, I apologize on that. Uh, they, they, he's going into his fifth year, the final year of his deal, and everybody presumes that he will get a long-term deal, and I would still expect that, but I'm just saying maybe that potentially gives them leverage. Or, or it gives them backup insurance at, again, multiple positions, which they've been lacking because Tony Bergstrom was a backup center and a guard, but he wasn't good at left guard. He was decent at right guard. He was decent at center, uh, whereas um, the starting center that the Redskins have, uh, Chase Roulier, was pretty good at center, but not really good at left guard. So, again, they have all these question marks and all these issues that they've got to figure out, and the only way I guess you figure it out is if you have more bodies and more versatility, right, then hopefully somebody will be able to plug and play and patch uh, and move. He is the second-ranked offensive center in the draft, according to SIS. So we will have more on Risner as we go through uh, the week. Again, 
I would say it sounds like, without watching any tape on him, better at run blocking than pass blocking, but the positional versatility, very, very important. Now, again, Daniel Jones of Duke, going to come to Redskins Park. Will Greer of West Virginia, going to come to Redskins Park later on this week. So the Redskins are clearly doing their due justice uh, and due diligence, I should say. But here's the question that I guess I would have is what's going on with Dwayne Haskins? They went to Columbus. Bruce Allen, Jay Gruden, uh, and Kevin O'Connell were all in Columbus to watch him at his pro day. He seems to be slipping a little bit. I know there was Lance Zerline of NFL.com, their head scout, who said he talked to several teams, and he believed Dwayne Haskins' value was slipping. And that there's already been reports that the Giants are not enamored with him at number six. And is it possible that the Broncos, who just acquired Joe Flacco, would bypass a quarterback and that the Dolphins maybe would not be interested in Dwayne Haskins for whatever reason? Maybe they like Drew Locke better. Maybe they like Daniel Jones better. Who knows? that Dwayne Haskins could be around at 15 for the Redskins? I mean, if that happens, again, you have to take him. Because Dwayne Haskins is better, in my opinion, than Drew Locke. He's better, in my opinion, than Daniel Jones. He's better, in my opinion, than Will Greer. And I'm not saying Dwayne Haskins is the greatest quarterback on planet Earth. I know he's accurate. I know he's got a good enough arm strength. I know he can run different offenses. I know he's more of a pro-style West Coast quarterback, even though he played in more spread, and they can figure out the elements of that, RPO, all that. I know he's not, again, the most mobile guy. And he certainly lacks experience. Only one full, full year as a starter and a little bit more than just that one year. But I'm taking Dwayne Haskins if he drops to number 15, regardless of who else is on the board. That I can justify. Now, of course, if they pull the trigger on the Josh Rosen deal, Of course, you're not going to take Dwayne Haskins because you don't need Dwayne Haskins, Josh Rosen, and Colt McCoy and Case Keenum, unless Case Keenum, as we mentioned last segment, is part of that deal back to Arizona, as Daniel Jeremiah kind of alluded to. All right, when we come back on the Locked on Redskins podcast, episode number 204, we'll get into Josh Norman again. We'll kind of wrap that up because he had some interesting comments over the weekend uh, on NFL Network. That's next right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Don't forget to check out the all-new podcasting app. It's called Himalaya. Uh, Go to Himalaya and download the podcasting app, Himalaya, wherever you download your apps. And they have personally curated playlists, and you get Locked on Redskins or any Locked on podcast right now at the Himalaya podcasting app. Go download it today. Check it out now on the Locked on Redskins podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 
All right, it is episode number 204 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for downloading, sharing, and listening. As always, we appreciate your patronage. Uh, you don't have to listen. We appreciate that you listen. Please make sure you follow at Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins on Twitter, at Locked on NFL Net, at Locked on NFL Net on Twitter and Instagram for all of your NFL news and information and team coverage and away we go. All right. So over the weekend, Josh Norman had a charity basketball game uh, back home, and he had some interesting comments when asked about Jay Gruden's criticisms from last week at the owners' meetings. As you might recall, I set the table first uh, in a report saying that some coaches, uh, while not identifying coaches because I didn't have them, quite honestly, I had suspicions. I think I know who they are but I'm not 100% sure. And some coaches and front office personnel wanted to move on from Josh Norman, but that Dan Snyder saw star value in him uh, because he's you know dancing with the stars and he's a little Hollywood and all that. And he calls himself that, so there's no insult there. Uh, and also that they would have a $6 million dead cap space if they chose to just whack him before June 1st without a post-June 1st designation. But the Redskins would save $8.5 million, even though they would take on a $6 million dead cap hit. So the bottom line is this. Uh, The Redskins appear right now to not want to move on from Josh Norman. Again, part of that, I think, is they don't want to take on the $6 million dead cap hit. Part of it is they think he's Hollywood, and they think that's good for buzz and sellability, and he brings a certain light to the Redskins that the Redskins don't feel they have. And then the other part of it is, Quite honestly, they don't have a veteran quarterback that they can absolutely trust. Not that they can absolutely trust Josh Norman, but they know he's not horrible. He's not good enough, but he's not horrible. Gave up eight touchdowns, again, according to ProFootballFocus.com, and he really has not been great since getting here in any of his three years. It's fine, good, uh, at times really good, not enough, not consistent enough, and not enough anywhere near enough game-changing plays. So the bottom line is, is this. Jay Gruden essentially called him out. He threw him under the bus at the owner's meeting. He said, yo, look, we're looking for Josh to be great. Makes a lot of money. We need him to be great. He hasn't been. Is he the best corner in the? No. But we're glad to have him. And from what I understand, Jay Gruden tried to clarify his comments uh, to Josh Norman directly. Uh, I don't know how much that was met with, hey, my coach really didn't throw me under the bus. Uh, and say the wrong thing or say something he shouldn't have said. But Josh Norman went on NFL Network. uh, I believe this was on late Friday. Maybe it was early Saturday. And had some interesting comments to say. Listen. You know, it's crazy. I've been quiet on everything this whole entire offseason. So um, (laughs) that's kind of how I'm going to stay quiet on everything this whole offseason because at the end of the day, you know, we do what we do. Um, we're impactful players. So um, that's every year I go out on the field. Um, I put on a, a superstar style of playing. So I know what he tried to say and what he meant by it. I just don't get caught up into what everybody else do. All right, so that's Josh Norman. So Josh Norman basically, again, taking the high road, but it certainly sounded like in the comments there uh, and that I heard, that he didn't appreciate in any way, shape, or form Jade Gruden's opinion. But I don't know what Josh Norman wants. 
like, I think Josh Norman wants out. I think Josh Norman's tired of being here. I think Josh Norman thinks he's better than he is. I think Josh Norman thinks he's a superstar. I think Josh Norman wants to play in Los Angeles or somewhere out there where he can be closer to Hollywood or in New York where there's more opportunities. Not that there aren't opportunities in Washington, but the Redskins are not a glamour team. And even though it's a wonderful and powerful city, it's not the same as playing in New York or Chicago or L.A. So maybe that's where Josh Norman wants to go. Maybe he just wants to get out of the fishbowl. I don't know. But the bottom line is, it doesn't seem like a happy marriage. And I know it's not. So I, when I say it doesn't seem, I know it's not on either side. So, I, again, I, I'll just say this. I wouldn't be surprised if Josh Norman skips the non-mandatory part of OTAs and the conditioning program. I would not be surprised at all in any way. I don't know that for sure, but I would not be surprised. All right, that's going to do it for us here on the Lockdown Redskins podcast, episode number 204. Thanks for listening. Adios. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.